episode 244 of the Witty and Gritty Podcast. We're your hosts, Baron and Brooke. <laughs> Thank you. I almost said Farron. Well, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> we were doing so good, but I anticipated there was a pause. You there. jinxed us. It's fine. This is our last episode in this Roman Road mi- mini series, and it's like the perfect story arc. Arc? Mm. Arc? Yeah. Arc? You know arc? what? Kind of do something in between, and they won't know which one you were trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look it up and see what's correct. Story arch. Story arc. There. Now I have both. <laughs> so we start out in this story of this Roman road where everybody messes up. Not one person mm-hmm. has gone sin-free, and that's why Jesus is here to save us, because... The next episode was, there's got to be a consequence, just like you were saying earlier, Farron. And the consequence is death. But there's a but. But there's more. It's a really big but, and we like it. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a free gift from God, and that is the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ. And then we answered in episode 242, well, how? Like, how? What's the how there? And that's, he died for us. He sacrificed himself because of his love. And then last week we talked about how if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord, that's like the boss of your life, and uh, you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. And we hashed that out, so go back a week if you need to hear more on that. And then we're coming up out of the valley, and now we're on the peak, and we've got Romans 8.1 to hold on to forever. This is such, in my notes I wrote, I love this verse! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she did. It is, that is factual. Okay, Farron, are you going to read in my voice and I'm going to read it in your voice? Okay, but am I going to read the NLT and you're going to you read sh- the ESV? Uh-huh. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, go back to the beginning of the mini series. I believe in you, Farron. Okay, here we go. Romans 8, NLT. So now there's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. <laughs> I tried to read it as fast as I could. And you did pretty good smiling. with monotone. Well, and then I'll read in your voice and then we'll actually read it for real. How about this? Just don't sound like Mickey Mouse, okay? I don't even know how we do that. ESV. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are, who are in Christ Jesus. <laughs> okay, we can't do each other's voices. No, That's we fine. won't do that again, so one and only. <laughs> one and done. Lesson learned. Here's Romans 8.1 in the NLT for real this time. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And the ESV. There is, therefore, now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's a lot less cringy. Good job. We did great. Go (laughs) us. So we're on the read portion of this verse, and as my notes say, I love this verse. I like how this is the part where you can combat all the guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. Because for me, in my personality, it'll be the middle of the night, and then all of a sudden a thought creeps in my head about, remember that one time in ninth grade, you did that thing, shame on you. And then I have to quickly capture that thought and be like, no, there is no condemnation because I belong to Christ Jesus. Bye. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, we have therefore, now, and no. Mm-hmm. So it is a fact that we are sinning, but it's also a fact that Jesus died for our sins. Therefore, so the story's not done. Here's mm-hmm. how this argument ends. And then now, not in the future, not someday, not some lofty goal, it is available now. And it doesn't lessen condemnation or not as much. There is no 
condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I think that's where Satan tries to get a foothold and really mm-hmm. uh, battle our faith. He knows there's no condemnation, but if he can kind of say, well, there's, there's some, and then if some can fester into a lot, and then how could you really think or believe that there's not any? It yeah. just kind of spirals out of control. And I think he likes to trick us between the difference between consequence mm. and condemnation. Yes. yes. If I punch a wall, my hand will hurt. That's cause and effect. If I make a bad choice and I hurt you, Farron, I mm-hmm. say something or whatever, the consequence is we're going to have a damaged relationship and, until I'm forgiven and we press on and we get through it. There are consequences on this side of heaven. That's a fact. That's just cause and effect. That's, mm-hmm. that's how that works. But there's no condemnation, which is you, you're not guilty anymore. You don't have to pay the price. Jesus paid the price, and that's what we talked about in the episodes previously. The yes. price has been paid. Yes, your future doesn't end in death. It is in eternal life. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely consequences for your actions. And I think that's where some people that are trying to uh, navigate the faith, especially at the beginning, might tend to stumble. And he's a trickster, so you got to be careful mm-hmm. with that. That's why you always go back and read the text, because yes. he's got to memorize too. Mm-hmm. Read, pray. This is where I'm practicing my gratitude, so thank God that we are forever saved. I love that it's once and for all. Once you cross the line of faith, there is no uncrossing the line of faith. You are saved and you belong with him. Mm-hmm. Hooray. I think this one could be hard to chew on if you're a believer and another believer has hurt you and you're trying to forgive them. Yeah. I think it's a that could be something that you need to pray for just as we've received such an amazing gift. We know that gift is also there for those have, who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior, so fellow believers. And so what you might need to pray for is if you've accepted this as truth for yourself, it's also true for other believers. Yes. Um, so forgiveness, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, if God can forgive us of our sins, I'm pretty sure we need to <laughs> practice that with others. You can pray that when you have your seasons of doubt, there are going to be seasons where you either don't see God's hand moving in it. You know that that is true because the Bible says it's true but you just don't feel it or you're doing the right thing and you're pressing on, but your emotions have not caught up, which that's super frustrating for me. I'm like, come on heart. I know you can do this. Absolutely. <laughs> so praying through those seasons, whether it's doubt or insecurity, or if you're constantly battling something or it's a diagnosis, whatever it is, or if someone, like you said, Baron, if someone, if you're being affected by someone else's sin, you can know that there's no condemnation when people belong to Christ Jesus. Absolutely. Woo! Read, pray, talk, run, talk. Romans 8, 1. No condemnation, Farron. Yeah. This one, I don't know, maybe they're all straightforward to our audience, but I feel like when it comes to talking to others, I think if we're feeling the condemnation, that we mm. should definitely um, combat the voice in our head by talking to others and having them speak truth into us if yeah. we're not able to get there on our own. But also when we have friends that might be confiding in us that have, you know, repented and are doing all the things to live a different life or, you know, uh, fight that sin struggle that we speak life into them. And this is a great verse to remind them that there is no condemnation. Consequences, yes, but 
back to the focus being on no condemnation. Yeah, I like that. There was a time where I was still holding on to guilt and shame so much that it was affecting other pockets of life. And it took my book study to say, um, it's time for you to go to counseling. This is it, this has become too great of a thing that you have not worked through when we know there's no condemnation. Right. And if you're still hitting that barrier, feeling like you can't get through that, we can point to, to some great counselors. Obviously, the most wonderful counselor would be God, but we have had several on the show, and they've talked about their practices. We can link a couple people. And if you are not in the local area, always go ask your local church, and they can provide free counseling. They can point you in the right direction. But don't struggle alone. And one thing that we you could talk about with your small group, you can share your victories over past battles. Mm-hmm. Or like you were saying, Farron, if you are currently struggling, whether it's whatever is in your past or someone else's past is affecting you, you just can't get past it, that's where you can bring your crew in and y'all can point to this scripture and speak life into each other. I don't know why this popped into my head, but I'm just going to share it Jesus. anyway. I think it'd be interesting to track when you are feeling condemned. Like, is it when things are going great? Yeah. That all of a sudden this rises to the surface. Mm -hmm. And I'm not blaming everything on our cycle as women. But I know that there are times of the month that I am more in my feelings than others. Mm -hmm. And those feelings are real feelings. I'm feeling them. (laughs) You're feeling your feelings. I am experiencing those feelings, but... There's just something that can kind of help step, help you step outside that. Yeah, and stay grounded. Yeah, am I self-sabotaging by bringing mm-hmm. up all, stirring up all this dirt and things I know I've been forgiven for because things are going well? Or, hey, look on your calendar what's supposed to be here in a few days. <laughs> yes. And see, and so, again, just giving you a perspective you may not have thought of before. Yeah. Now, you got to be careful treading those waters if you're saying that to a friend because we know as women, we don't really like when it's maybe proposed that we're in our feelings in that moment. It doesn't feel like we're being seen or heard. (laughs) So I will be the bad guy and just say maybe if you don't always feel condemnation and it just seems to rear its head, see if you can find a pattern with that, kind of track it on a calendar with a a little note of some kind. Yeah. That'd be good. There are tracker apps. Trackers, lots of And you can apps. write down the emotions you're feeling that day. There are paid, I think, period tracker is one of them. And then there's a space where you can put the little emojis for what you're feeling that day. Yep. So use all your information possible and point yourself in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I like that, Baron. Can't count that out. Yeah. That's just part of our biology. Yep. Read, pray, talk, tell. Okay, this is the part that... I found interesting in the difference in our verses. So the NLT says, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Your version ESV says who are in Christ Jesus. I liked that word usage of belong. We're all, we talked about this in our Daring Greatly mini series, that we are all born with that sense of desire to belong somewhere. And when we don't find the place that we fit in, we feel like we're lacking so whenever it says we belong in Christ Jesus, that's just really cool. Like you're mm-hmm. you're in the club, you made it, and there's no getting out of it. We're not letting you go, no matter what you do. Obviously not a license to sin, but there's no condemnation. You belong here, and this is where you get to stay. And this is a good reminder, too, 
that we talked about, I think maybe last week, that our identity is in Christ. Yes. Our sin is not our identity. It's something that you have done or are doing, um, but that's not your identity. And we've talked about this before. I think Rachel Hollis said, you know, you have fingernails, but you are not fingernails. You're a human being. (laughs) Quit it. (laughs) (laughs) And so when we are speaking life into others, we just want to remind them about where their identity is, or if they're not a believer, where they could place their identity. I think a lot of times when I hear things from non-believers confiding in me, it does, it's almost from a place of feeling lost. So I mm-hmm. love what you said, Brooke, that, you know, you haven't, can't quite put your finger on it, not feeling quite whole and that something's missing and maybe looking for sat- to satisfy or fill that hole in all the things the world has to offer, but it's to no avail. Um, and so that's where it, the conversation might lend itself to, well, maybe what's missing is, is Christ or yeah. God in your life. So especially, I think there's a lot of people out there that maybe grew up going to the church for whatever reason, fell away from doing that, whether that was before going to college or, you know, when they went to college and now their faith was fully their responsibility, you know, mom and dad weren't dragging their behinds to church every Sunday or taking them to youth for the food or all the fun stuff. But, um, you know, if you feel like you had it at one point, this thing, and you've lost it, I still wonder if, again, you haven't lost your salvation, but maybe you need to go back to your identity in Christ. I like that. And that's something you can preach to your kids as well. Preteen, middle school, those are weird ages where you're trying to find, like, what mm-hmm. pocket of kid do you fit in with? And as the parent, you're like, but not that one. Yeah. Not that one. This one's a good, how about these? Do you like these? Yeah. They're really great. So preaching to them that, again, your identity is in Christ, and the only place you, you need to truly belong is there. Every All the other pieces will fall into place if you are following Jesus, you belong to him, you're bearing that fruit, you're going to find yourself in that similar population. It'll get there. And we're not saying don't outreach. Obviously outreach. But you will find a sense of belonging when you're plugged in to Christian community, no matter what your age is. I like something you said there too, almost like getting the order right. Yes. (laughs) Like start with God, and then it kind of realigns everything else. Funny how that works. Huh. I've tried it other ways. Mm. That pattern Don't does work. not work. It does not work. It's like putting in the garage code. It's got to be. <laughs> it's got to be these numbers it's in gotta the order. Got to get them in the right order. <laughs> but you don't get it in the house. <laughs> oh, what a good analogy. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> anyway, that concludes episode 244, as well as concludes our Roman Road mini series. We hope that this is a tool you can use to point others to Christ and walk them through the steps of crossing the line of faith. Absolutely. Tune in next week for our new mini-series. We're going to surprise you with it. Oh, man. The suspense is building. (laughs) Can I tell him? Not yet. Okay. Come back next week. All right. Bye.